The following is a fourth-hand production. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? I'm not crazy. hysteria. You can't handle the truth. His brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to a bagpipe-filled romp for Scottish creatures. You aren't really playing bagpipe music in this episode, are you? Well, that depends. Do you like it? Yes. I don't believe you. Cue the music. You can go straight to hell. <laughs> Already there, bitch. Already there. <laughs> All right. That should shut him up for a bit. We are broadcasting this gorgeous, gorgeous music from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago. <coughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And parts unknown Colorado. We are your hosts and lead, I'm going to say kilt connoisseurs this week. He's David Flora. I'm Brent Hand. And that hater of the pipes is conspiracy about the robot I built to help research the show. And instead, well, we get this kind of shit. You're welcome. Oh, you know I'm going to be doing hella accents this week. <laughs> Same. I've been working on my Scottish brogue for days. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I got to channel it. <clears throat> oh, uh, hey, your ass and parsley. Uh, you're a wee schooner, huh? Uh, bring me my haggis. Oh, <laughs> Dear God. Breathtaking. Uh, thank you, Kyle. I knew you had refined tastes. <laughs> so, since most people have now hit stop, let's get the show going for God's sake. Are you telling me you didn't like my Scottish accent? I didn't say that at all. <laughs> I, I said worked, other people did. I worked so hard. A lot of other people didn't. <laughs> I listened to so much Scottish interviews. I, I, I mimicked the mouth sounds, the breathing, everything. I, I, I'm wasting. I just watched time. So I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> That's all I need. He, heed, paper, new. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of is going to cray himself to slip on his huge pillow? <laughs> Oh, lordy. Uh, on that note, oh, Kelpie! Exclamation point at the end there. Dateline, my friends. April 2014. Falkirk, Scotland. The Kelpies are unveiled. Step aside, Lucifer, and all that shenanigans out there in your stomach grounds, David. No, these are 30-meter-high horsehead sculptures, and they are prominent. They're not at some ramshackle off-the-way Airport. They are situated at Helix Park near the M9 motorway. Why? No one asked. Simple. They're a monument to Scotland's horse-powered industrial heritage. Duh. Duh. Yeah. But what the hell are Kelpies, and why are we talking about them this week? Among other Scottish goodies, because, oh, intrepid listener. Calm down. I might be overselling this one. But anyway, a Kelpie is a cryptid or a mythological creature, or folklore. Choose your own adventure on that. Uh, anyway you choose, the shape-changing aquatic spirit of Scottish legend, and it's a unique name, which may derive from the Scottish Gaelic words. Uh, I'm going to let you take these if you'd like to. I think it might be uh, Kelpich or Kolpach. 
yep. meaning heifer or colt. But either way, Kelpies are said to haunt rivers and streams, usually in the shape of a horse. Never trust an aqua horse. Take that to your grave. Yeah, well, I'm noted. You may be right. What? I know. <laughs> it hurts me to say that out loud. But <laughs> Kelpies are said to be malevolent spirits. I know I'm right. I am just shocked you were willing to admit it. Yeah, it did sting a bit. <laughs> you know what's interesting is you're talking about these things. Someone posted in Hysteria Nation this week. It's like... Here's what's the problem with cryptids. European cryptids, they're like all sweet and cuddly, and American cryptids, they're like, I want to rape you and kill you. I'm like, you guys are looking at the wrong cryptids. I don't know where you got that idea from. Because it seems like every cryptid over here is like, hi, I'm a cute little, die, die, fuck you, fuck your children. You know, like, I don't know. Anyway. Right? (laughs) I mean, like, changelings, hello, faithful, like, yeah, you have to stick a hot poker down their throat to get them to give your baby back. But sure, they're cute and cuddly, I guess. Oh, that's the way it goes. Back to the water, sir. Uh, tell us more about these Kelpies. Well, they may appear as a tame pony beside a river. I think the important word in that sentence that you just threw out there was may. Well, <laughs> this ties into being particularly attractive to children. Mm. So, spoiler, you know, children take care. They see a pony. What's a child want to do? Jump on it. <laughs> Mommy, mommy, uh, a pony <laughs> with fiery so, eyes and its hooves are burning. I don't understand. <laughs> it lures a, a child to ride it. It, does, it really does not have to do a lot of work for this. Oh, but once the kid's on its back, it's got this sticky magical hide, which does not allow them to dismount. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't forget. All the best cryptids have sticky magical hides. <laughs> uh, once trapped this way, the Kelpie will drag the child into the river and then eat him, as one does. Yeah. I'm not saying I agree with it. I am just saying I understand. I, no, no kids here. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, um. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with you guys getting along as much as you are, but that's okay. That's okay. He's probably lolling. Oh, my God. He's pulling a Kelpie on you. He's lolling you in to His make you think it's okay. sticky metal hide. Yeah. <laughs> Bite my sticky metal hide. <laughs> so I, I don't want to tell any tales out of school here, but uh, Kepis are not, wait for it, one-trick ponies. <laughs> I hate you both again. There, there it is. At least he hates us both. Uh, they're also known to appear in human form. Uh, just for shits and giggles, they may materialize as beautiful young women, hoping to lure young men to their deaths. Uh, so sticky backsides again? God. God, I hope so. Anyway, let's go to break. Superman, that killed <laughs> Superman, that. Let's go to break so we can calm down. When we come back, more Scottish horrors on Hysteria 51. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing. I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor. And we use it. Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program 
and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, it's like. What are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Someone, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. And <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Now, where were we? Being perverts. Oh, yeah. Uh, How easily I forgot. In a not-so-sexy move, or sexy, I don't want to judge. I don't kink shame on here. I don't think you do either. They also uh, might take on the form of a hairy human lurking by the river. <laughs> a Why bear. Be hairy? A type of bear, one might say. <laughs> ready to jump out at unsuspecting travelers and crush them to death uh, with a vice-like grip. One might call that kung fu grip. If uh, if you're playing along, multi-talented asshats for once. They're not like we said one-trick ponies. Also, what else <laughs> might they do? They might use their magical powers to summon up a flood in order to sweep a traveler away to a watery grave. They just want to kill. That's all. <laughs> the sound uh, of a kelpie's tail entering the water is said to resemble that of thunder. And if you're passing by a river and hear an unearthly wailing or howling, take care. It could be a kelpie. Warning of an approaching storm because they're they're being nice, right? Like, what's that about? Good versus bad nuances are hard to follow. Like, I prefer my hmm. cryptids more straightforward, evil or good. Like, they want to yeah. kill you, they want to eat you, and they crush you. But I'll take care. It might storm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, they don't want the storm to kill the people. They want the honor. Right, right. You know, they're like, hey, hey, if I'm going to do this, I want you at full power. That's almost <laughs> noble. Good God. Steeds. Uh, speaking of good uh, versus bad, we've got some good news here. Kelpies do have a weak spot. It's the bridle, which begs the question, who the fuck is making bridles for magical cryptids, and how do I get that job? Like, I was never once at my guidance council, and they're like, have you ever thought about mythological blacksmithing? Hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, so anyway, the story goes, anyone who can get a hold of the Kelpie's bridle will have command over it and any other Kelpie. That's fun that they stick together. And a captive Kelpie is said to have the strength of at least 10 horses and the stamina of many more. And, and the stamina of one sting. <laughs> the, the power um, of 10 tigers. Where does this bridle come from? That's what I want to know. Right, like, literally, seriously, who was out there like, here, guy, I'll, uh, you need a bridle. Bite down on this. There was, it, it, it's kind of one of those um, magical items that's passed down through families is from is what I gather from it. This is a Kelpie bridle, I promise. If you see one, you can use it on it. <laughs> I, I, but like, where, is this just, I don't know, the guad Jesus the Christ made uh, the first Kelpie and and gave him a bridle, and then that Kelpie hid the bridle, and someone found it, and they're like, now I can control bridle. I, I mean, can Kelpies. control all the Kelpies. Yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't you think that they would just then turn into the hairy beast man and use their kung fu grip to take the bridle back and right? kill said person with power over them? I don't know if it's a magical heirloom, though. Maybe they can't do said things, so. I'm starting to to suspect this cryptid is uh, not real. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, David, it isn't the only water horse type creature in Scottish mythology. Tell us about others, if you will. They got uh, lots of different uh, flavors, let's say. Um, they're in Orkney, there's the Nuggle. Uh, in Shetland, the Shupilti. And in the Isle of Man, there's the uh, Kabbalishti. In Welsh folklore, there's tales of the home oh boy, Welsh. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know well, some of those letters. <laughs> I, I forgot to look this one up. It looks like Sefeldwer, but it's definitely not pronounced that way. <laughs> yeah. The W has um, got a eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> the the R's angry and shaking its fist in that word. I don't even know how to say that. <laughs> Probably a lot of something like that. And in Scotland, uh, there's another water horse, and this one's called the Echwishka. Um, Echwishka. That's that's uh, that's one I did look up. <laughs> yeah. Probably still got it wrong. Echwishka. That lurks in locks and is reported to be even more vicious than the Kelpie. Oh, man. It's like, fuck your brat. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm still going to eat yeah. your kid. <laughs> He's very vicious. Uh, so you can see each one of these has a distinct regional flavor in terms of habits and behavior. For example, mm -hmm. the Nuggle is said to be nocturnal. It's always male. It has a wheel-like tail and is more mischievous than malevolent. And the name has roots etymologically, meaning water demon. So it's commonly thought this lore was invented to be cautionary tales to keep kids away from waterways. <laughs> Yay! Hey, don't go down by the water. Why? You'll be murdered. And that's how you keep a kid in terror for the entire... My mother was scared of water. 
So she did her damnedest to make us think that we were just going to be killed at any moment, like drown. You know, you can drown in a teaspoon of water, my mom would always say. <laughs> well, mom, like all the kids are going to go splash in the pool over there. You'll die. You're going to die. And finally, my dad's like, you know, we he needs to take, like, he's like eight years old. He needs to take swimming lessons. He's going to die. And so I take swimming lessons and they weren't paying attention. I almost drowned. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> my mom's like, I fucking called you. <laughs> my 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 parents were fine with it, but I almost drowned at one point too. Oh man. Uh, pool party. Mm, that's it, it water is scary. And I can I can swim. I'm not the world's greatest swimmer, but uh, you know, I can float and, and tread water for <laughs> forever, so I'm good with it. <laughs> my wife and I will sometimes go to the local pool and we'll swim laps, you know, in the summertime. And yeah. like I'm like three quarters of the way done and she's already been down back and past me again. <laughs> Like not the not the fastest swimmer in the world. Anyway, uh, speaking of swimming, moving on to the next one. I I I made a list of some of the other ones here. We have one called the I don't know how to say that. I think it's Luke Ness Monster. I don't know. Have you heard of that? The oh, I think it's Loachness. Okay. No, actually, I haven't heard of this. Yeah, same. I, I tried looking it up online. I couldn't find much info on it or even places they talked about. Oh, lock. That, it's lock because they have locks there. So it would be the Loch Ness oh, Monster. Anyway. Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, I couldn't find anyone whatever. really talking about that thing. Eh, not important. Yeah, moving, moving on. on. Yeah, yeah. Selkie time. Seal women, the sinners of the sea. <laughs> or maybe they're innocent. It depends on the author of the story you're reading. I just love that. The, what if, the, the, they're just... Uh, they're just sea creatures that like getting kissed from by a rose. <laughs> I love that the uh, Kel- the Kelpies were a lot of them. Like those other ones were male, so they're fine. These are women. They must be sinners. <laughs> anyway, Selkie means sea folk. For those keeping track at home, again, they are once again mythological beings capable of therianthropy. Therianthropy, or however you want to say it. Therianthropy from the Greek word therian, wild animal, and anthropos, human. Means like metamorphosis into an animal by means of shape shifting. One version of that is lycanthropy, lycanthropes, werewolves would be an example. So these are a little bit different though. No wolves here. Selkies change from seal to human by shedding their skin. And they're found in folk tales and mythology or originating from the northern isles of Scotland. Uh, they're also in Irish and Icelandic stories. But, um, uh, in the water, the selkies look like any other seal. They're indistinguishable from others. Get them on land, though, and they can. They don't have to, but they can shed their skin and boom. Hot chick naked standing there all wet and shit. Dude, <laughs> you need to get laid. You may be right. <laughs> oh, man, this is a very wet, sexy episode. Anyway, the selkie bride is a perfect example of a story of one of those creatures. Uh, it goes on to tell the tale of... A night when the moon was full and a fisherman saw three beautiful young women dancing on the rocks around where seals often rest. Yahtzee. (laughs) Right. Tell us about this story, if you will, sir. Well, our fisherman had previously heard of Selkies, but he'd never actually seen one in person, so he He got He said to himself, I've heard of Selkies, but I've never actually seen one in person. (laughs) (laughs) That's... That's what I say about uh, everything, basically. Uh, um, hey, I, I've heard of trimmers. I've never actually seen a grab <laughs> Let me move closer and take a look. 
Oh my god, I was on a I was on a, another podcast one time with Jamie Kennedy, who is in like the last five Tremors movies or whatever, you know. <laughs> and he was talking about filming them and stuff. And that dude's a trip, man. He was very, very lonely in lockdown. Jeez. Anyway, I digress. Graboids, Jamie Kennedy. So yeah, he had to move closer, take a look because you know, a selkie, b. Hot naked chicks frolicking. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a win-win. That's what I call a win-win for damn straight. Yeah. What sucks is he was spotted, so they run off back into the sea, but he did come across a seal skin, which we know now most certainly would belong to a Selkie. I love that they, they shed their skin, but it's not like they have to put that exact same skin back on. Yeah, it's like a uh, coat, like yeah. a winter coat. Yeah, and then boom, the magic happens and they turn into a seal. And when you know it, he found a beautiful, frightened young woman cowering among the rocks. And she's like, yo, give me my skin back. I can't get back into the sea. And he's like, nope, I'm in love. <laughs> them titties. He's like, I didn't think I was going to fall in love, but them titties made me fall in love. <laughs> and he's like, and I, I'm sure she was like, fuck you, sheep fucker. Uh, he, he's like. Look, no harm will come to you. I'm straight smitten or whatever. <laughs> so the, this creep tells her that from that day forward, he'd take care of her in his house if she would become his wife. What the fuck, man? That's, so then he yeah. he took the young girl to his home, and from that day on, they became a couple. Yikes. And they always say young girl. I don't know exactly how young, but yeah. I, anyway. Hmm. I, I don't know how many uh, years in seal years that is. <laughs> right. But anyways, he hid her seal skin to prevent her from uh, fleeing back into the sea because, you know, fuck free will or happiness for women in this story. Um, <laughs> right. And, I mean, years pass. Yeah. Right? They have kids. And he treats her well enough. Yeah. But she's miserable because she's a seal. Mm-hmm. It's not where she wants to be. She wants to be in the sea. Right. Uh, the nagging and complaining must have been palpable. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, how are you? Ort, ort. Oh, I mean, fucking miserable. <laughs> Honey, I'm home from work. What are we having for dinner? Ah, fish, fish again. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Raw, right? Yep. Raw. Yep. Uh, so one day she's crying. <laughs> <laughs> One day she's just crying. <laughs> and one of her kids sees her and is like, Mom, why are you crying? And she's She tells him the story um, and how she loves the kids, but she just doesn't belong there. The sea is her real home. Mm. Uh, it's like the opposite of Brandy. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll say, I say, Celia, you're a fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fine seal. <laughs> What a good seal you would be. So he's like, fuck this. And he starts looking for her skin. And curiosity of a child, boom, there it is. It's hidden in the chimney. All soot covered and dried out, I would assume. But yeah, you know, there it is. Because you know they're using that chimney. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is 
old timey Scotland. Right. So, right. Right. I mean, new timey Scotland uses chimneys. I don't know if you heard, but <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, she's like deuces, bitches, and she yeets her ass out the back and <laughs> yeah, just, just throws herself out the door with a <laughs> reckless abandon. <laughs> she actually had like a little water slide set up just for that occasion. Whoop whoop. <laughs> Zoo! So um, the man, the the husband, was coming home, saw it all, and. I mean, you know, it's a rough day for him, but yeah. yay for Shit. the girl. Um, there goes my prisoner. <laughs> now, <laughs> there goes my seal. Watch her as she goes. Um, they say the seals would herd. Well, after that, they, they said that seals would herd fish to their nets when the man and his boys were fishing. So they always had plenty to eat. And, you know, instead of dragging them all to their death and eating them like we all hoped for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I love that she's like, I love you kids, but deuces. <laughs> I'm out. And they the boy they had boys so they couldn't do the magic because they were boys and all these the the selkie are female. So couldn't even pass the magic though. I don't even know where you get a seal suit or how any of this <laughs> happens and then how do they get new selkies because how do they make mm. so many questions. So well, I mean, questions. it didn't stop Jurassic Park. Life uh, uh, finds mm, a way. Finds a way. Break time. We're going to find a way to pay some bills. <laughs> <laughs> we come back. It is uh, it's, uh, some more Scottish. I don't know. I mean, Wa- I don't, water, 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 water stories, cryptids, water myths, lore. folklore. That's what's after the break. What are we talking about? 51. It doesn't matter. <laughs> What you guys can't see is as you're you're not watching this live, David was balancing his laptop on his nose this entire time. So it's very, very silky of him. I seriously thought you had video on. I, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I've been working for six months on that. Okay. Son of a bitch. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. my question was, uh, th- those kids were half silky. Yeah. Either they had a horrible life or they had some kind of magic powers, right? I Self- bet they were really good swimmers. Maybe that was the compromise. Yeah, yeah. Or they, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Half silky. Because, you know, but they like- always say the hybrid children of- uh, fantastical creatures and humans always are end up being like psychopaths or yeah, some kind of crazy. It makes you almost think though, like of like Aquaman. In this one, you know how the the mom was from the sea, had him, then she went back to the sea, but he ended up going. Oh. You know, like not the same. That's true. But, you know, I yeah. wonder if that was a little bit of uh, the basis for some of this. But she was there with Wait, the dad I'm sorry, on purpose. The Aquaman was the basis for Selkies? No, 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 no. If Selkies were the basis, <laughs> you know, a little bit of that, like, oh, you know, a, a little of that story creeped into it, you know, to sell the story. Because, you know, the mom had, had the baby with the, the guy on land, but then returned to the sea and blah, 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 blah. I have to imagine that there was a great dearth of those kinds of stories mm-hmm. in the uh, 17th, 18th centuries. Yeah. Because people, you know, that was a big thing living on the coast and 
sailing. Um, mm-hmm. They have all kinds of sailor lore anyway, so that's probably you're probably right. Which brings us to our last one, sea shanties. Here we go. Once was a the name of the ship was a I said there once was a man but to sea. He was very big, so we just floated on him. <laughs> you guys don't fell want to see in the love sail. with a pretty selkie. <laughs> we can we can make this work. Um. Anyways, yeah, it's time to bring it back with another cryptid. This one is called the Knuckle of E. I believe I'm saying that right. Is that the correct uh-huh. pronunciation? Yes. Uh, now I'm gonna have to ask everyone to get their super soakers ready. Maybe bring a barf bag or two, <laughs> especially um, your super soakers, just in case. <laughs> oh yeah, we're focusing on my favorite nightmare of Scottish lore, the Devil of the Sea himself, the Knuckle of E. That is a hell of a title, the Devil of the Sea. Oh yeah, um, um, I've ha- I've had the Chicken of the Sea before. I've never had the devil. Not quite as terrifying. <laughs> Salty fresh but tuna. Almost. Chicken of the sea. <laughs> so, so is this, this real uh, devil? Is this real devil or is this chicken? I'm not, I'm not, I don't This is imitation devil. <laughs> <laughs> this devil was processed in a plant that also processes eggs and. Guaranteed nuts. this devil has 0.0% dolphin in it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So. The 19th century Scottish folklorist Walter Trail Dennison described this beast in his 1891 work, The Scottish Antiquary, saying, Nucleve was a monster of unmixed malignity, never willingly arresting from doing evil to mankind. Nucleve was a spirit in flesh. His home was the sea, and whatever his means of transit were in that element, when he moved on land, He rode a horse as terrible in aspect as himself. Some thought that the rider and the horse were really one, and that this was the shape of the monster. Nuklavi's head was like a man's, only ten times larger. (laughs) Yeah. Went super pirate on that one. (laughs) And his mouth projected like that of a pig, and was enormously wide. There was not a hair on the monster's body for the very good reason that I had no skin. The whole surface of the monster appeared like raw and living flesh from which the skin had been strapped. You could see the black blood flowing through his veins and every movement of his muscles when the horrid creature moved showed white sinews in motion. His breath was venom, falling like blight on vegetable, and with deadly disease on animal life. He was also blamed for long-continued droughts. For some unknown reason, he had serious objections to fresh water, and was never known to visit the land, during rain. Boom. There you go. Hence the super soakers. I like yep. it when something that evil is that easy to uh, to contain. Now, at the time, they didn't exactly have super soakers. <laughs> but, uh, you know. You, we haven't found one yet. Let's just say. I love that in, um, <laughs> what was it, in uh, uh, Dust Till Dawn, where they make holy water, and then the kid just gets a super soaker. I always thought to <laughs> myself, what I would have done that they didn't do, soak my clothes in it. 
Mm. And then, you know, and then drimp your, you know, drimp, you know, you drench your head and stuff. That way, when they touch you, it burns. They never do yeah. that stuff. Oh, well. Fools. Fools. I would go, maybe I would maybe go for the, the water balloon slingshot at that point. <laughs> water balloon. He did have water balloons, the kid, too. But, uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. D- the Dennison goes on, the, the author goes on to relate uh, a tale of an acquaintance who supposedly met the beast. Thomas was out late one night. His road lay close to the seashore. And as he entered a part of the road that was hemmed in on one side by the sea and on the other by a deep freshwater loch, he saw some huge object in front of and moving towards him. He was sure it was no earthly thing that was steadily coming towards him. He could not go to either side, and to turn his back on the naval thing, he has heard was the most dangerous position of all. So Tammy said to himself, The Lord be about me, and take care of me, as I am out on no evil intent this night. <laughs> he determined, as the best of two evils, to face the foe, and so walked resolutely yet slowly, forward. He soon discovered to his horror that the gruesome creature approaching him was no other than the dreaded Nuclave, the most cruel and malignant of all uncanny beings that trouble mankind. The lower part of this terrible monster, as seen by Timmy, was like a great horse, with flippers like fins about his legs, with a mouth as wide as a whale's, from whence came breath like steam from a brewing kettle. He had but one eye, and that as red as fire. On him sat, or rather seemed to grow from his back, a huge man with no legs and arms that reached nearer to the ground. His head was as big as a clue Simmons, a clue of straw ropes, generally about three feet in diameter, in case you're wondering. <laughs> and this huge head kept rolling from one shoulder to the other, as if it meant to tumble off. But what to Tammy appeared most horrible of all was that the monster was skinless. This utter want of skin adding much to the terrific appearance of the creature's naked body. Tammy went slowly on in mortal terror, his hair on end, a cold sensation like a film of ice between his scarp and skull, and a cold sweat bursting from every pore. In all his terror, Tammy remembered what he had heard of Nuklavi's dislike to fresh water, and therefore took that side of the road nearest to the loch. The awful moment came when the lower heed of the monster got abreast of Timmy. The mouth of the monster yawned like a bottomless pit. Timmy felt its hot breath like a fire on his face. The long arms were stretched out to seize the unhappy man, to avoid, if possible, the monster's crutch, 
Tommy swerved as near as he could to the lock. In doing so, one of his feet went into the lock, splashing up some water on the foreleg of the monster, whereat the horse gave a snort like thunder and shied over to the other side of the road, and Tammy felt the wind of the Nuklevi's clutches as he narrowly escaped the monster's grip. Tammy saw his opportunity and ran with all his might, and sore need he to run for Nuklevi had turned and was galloping after him and bellowing with a sound like the roaring of the sea. In front of Timmy lay a rivulet through which the surplus water of the loch found its way to the sea, and Timmy knew if he could only cross the running water, he was safe. So he strained every nerve. As he reached the near bank, Another clutch was made at him by the long arms. Tammy made a desperate spring and reached the other side, leaving his bonnet in the monster's clutches. Nuklevi gave a wild unearthly yell of disappointed rage as Tammy fell senseless on the safe side of the water. I just, so he, he, he splashed in the water, it hit the monster, and the monster's like, ow, fuck. Why not just run into the water there? <laughs> just so swim conf- out. Yeah, like, come on. Wait him out. Uh, and then do, like, you know, splash, splash, giggle, giggle. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I I just, uh, uh, I would have handled things differently, but he, he lost <laughs> sure. his hat. He survived. Interestingly enough, this whole- It was a whole, good hat, too. It was. It was his bonnet. Uh, running fresh water is a motif seen in many- folk tales uh, to signify a boundary that that um, stymies the pursuit of these horrible or malevolent entities uh, headless horsemen vampire also think of like salt lines you know and like voodoo it's almost like it's like these things they can't pass or yeah. it stops them from doing that i'm sure there's a lot of other things out there that are the same way yeah yeah for sure um and not not all uh, vampires are like that, but there's some lore that um, uh, keep, keeps them from being able to cross streams or something mm-hmm. like that. Some, oh, some, there's yeah. a lot. I, I love. There's so much vampire lore out there. Like sometimes they have to count things. So if you throw like yeah. you throw rice on the ground, they have to count it, and you can get away from. Them. <laughs> like I'm a vampire, but I got OCD. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's you know, that's kind of a wild one. Yeah. Um, one more bit of a protection against the Nuckle V that Denison relates is the burning of seaweed. Apparently, it fills the creature with a terrible rage to burn seaweed for kelp. It, it, that A rage that makes him stay away instead of kill you with extreme prejudice. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Like he, He's like, oh, I can't stand you burning that seaweed. I'm out of here. <laughs> Deuces. I'm so mad. I'm out. I don't. Um, that one's a weird one to me, but... Uh, I'm not one to uh, make. I also want to know if these things. Let's pretend this is real. All this is 100 percent real. <laughs> Where do who who made these these rules? <laughs> like, right? Who's right. out there going? And this is how you're going to act. Oh man, that's lame. Hey, Nuckleby, I told you. Okay, boss. <laughs> you hate that. All right, all right. Anyway, there you have it, folks. Some of our favorite beasties. From Scotland, what did we forget to with, mention? With, with a water theme. Yeah, this definitely had a theme. Um, are there any other water ones 
that we forgot that you have just loved or know of or things like that. And there were others, you know, in the, the concerns of time, we kind of to try to keep it down to just a few of them. But uh, what are your other favorites? What makes them crazy? What's the stories? What are the cryptids, the, the myths, the folklore, the things like that, that we didn't talk about? You can tell us by, well, smoke signals. Those always work. Telepathy. Yep. Every day from 7 to 7.15 Central Time, Dave and I open our minds to telepathy. So far, I haven't found anything. (laughs) I'm still waiting on that invitation to the Galactic Federation. Fucking shit, man. I'm Omam Shababing my way through nothingness because it's just nothing's coming through. But every day I'm sitting there. (laughs) Wasn't he in Lawrence of Arabia? (laughs) A lot of people have been in Lawrence of Arabia. (laughs) People's girlfriends. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, you can also, if the telepathy thing or the smoke signals don't work, well, you can also always send us an email, especially if you've got a weird story, weird at hysteria51.com. You can hop on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash hysteria51pod. That's our regular page. Or search Hysteria Nation. That's our talking group on there. Discord in the comments. Not comments, that's a lie. In the show notes, there is a link to our Discord channel. You can talk to us on there. Also, Patreon, patreon.com slash hysteria51. You can find Up All Nights, Mad Blur Hysterias, all sorts of Cafeteria 51s, goodies, nonsense, everything. If you don't uh, like typing your stuff out, leave us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. Or you can go to hysteria51.com, find all these things, and there's a microphone at the bottom of the page. Click it, and you can leave a voicemail there and uh, save yourself your fingers from dialing. So that's always fun. What you got going on, sir? What's going on in your neck of the woods in parts unknown? Uh. I'll let you know about uh, two things real quick. First, uh, don't forget I've got a new audiobook out, Bigfoot Frightening Encounters, Volumes 1 through 4, uh, written by uh, Tom Lyons, and I narrate it, do a bunch of voices. I don't do any Scottish voices. I do a Yorkshire accent at one point. It's um, it's just a bunch of different stories that are um, uh, – that, that Tom has either uh, compiled or, or collected. You talk to Tom. I'd like you to tell him that I'm ready for Bigfoot Sexy Encounters, Volume 1. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, that one is. Uh, <laughs> he looked at me with a burning yearning. Does that rhyme too much? I probably need to rewrite that. <laughs> burning yearning. Bigfoot burning yearning. So make sure if you're on the Audible, you can uh, uh, find me on there. If you search my name, David Flora, you can find that. Or uh, Tom Lyons or Bigfoot Frightening Encounters. Search any of that. You should be able to count. I'm the uh, collector's edition of it. So you get volumes one through four, like I said, in the one that I narrated. Also, if you're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash blurry photos, I stream games. I am, uh, I started back up a playthrough of Skyrim, the old 10 year old classic, um, now, but, uh, it's modded. So I, I put a few mods on there and I'm playing through that. On like there's no dragons. TV. They're all conspiracy bots. So it's awesome. <laughs> that would be, if they had that, I would have put that in there. They actually have one that where they're. Uh, all macho man. I've seen um, the Thomas, the tank engine, uh, Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Now they've got Ohio. So yeah, if you, if you're on Twitch, uh, or even if you're not, but you like watching games and, uh, maybe kind of silly twitch.tv slash blurry photos. I stream on Thursday and Saturday evenings. 
Nice. That's what I got. Awesome. Well, kids, that's been our thoughts on all things watery and Scottish. Yeah. Probably not all things. <laughs> With that said, I've been Brent. Hi, but David. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meat sacks. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.